Episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. Doesn't know his ass from his elbows, Givenisi. And today we're giving out answers to five questions. Joining me is the founder of ListenMoneyMatters.com and the co host of the Listen Money Matters podcast, Andrew Fevert. What's up, man? How's business? What's going on? How you been? What's happening? All the things. <laughs> I feel like I submitted that, that middle name. <laughs> yeah, you didn't, but it would be something you would submit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's good. good. Things are good. Yeah. Um, I think the uh the summer depressive bad whatever of personal finance is over. Okay. And then there was like some Google change that happened. I want to say about the first of October, mm-hmm. and uh, we got rewarded. Good. Yeah. So and did 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 it? Do we know? Do we know much about that change yet? I don't know anything about it. Uh, it was a meaningful jump, um, just hmm. like a, like a new baseline that was like X percent above. Oh, uh, but I do know that some people, my competitors that I watch oh so dearly, paid on that website that we will talk about, it, where they were sliding down. That date was like a cliff. Mm. Yikes! It's back to two thousand eight again. It's like every mm. ten years, a huge, <laughs> huge update. Every 10 years, like, oh, we have to make quality things. I right. keep forgetting. Uh, yeah. How dare me? <laughs> uh, cool. Well, uh, things are good here. Just sort of taking, like, I've been really just focused on this podcast, honestly. Mm. Trying to do this marketing burst, get this month uh, complete it. You just yeah. focus on this. We. Still yeah, well, I mean, I, well, too, sure, but I got to do the uh, editing, so. Mm. But, it, it, you know, it's funny. It, it kind of like I didn't realize it doesn't really take up a lot of actual time, but it takes up a lot of mental time. And it's I really haven't been able to do anything else. Like, I, Or at least I haven't felt that I had enough mental capacity or time to do anything else. I like I, working in sprints like this, though. Like if I, you know, I always want to do multiple things at once. But if yeah. I just go like, no, you know what? All I have to worry about is getting this podcast out every day for a month. It's like, okay, well, you let yourself off the hook. Like, you're doing – that's a lot of content to produce. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, But I didn't. You know, my brain was also thinking about video work and and other Mm. things. So, like, I – but I haven't been able to – Forever wanting to do the things you're not. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, Uh, But other than that, everything's good, you know. Uh, Nothing's uh, on the upswing, I guess. But, we're you know, for me, I'm heading into my uh, lower months – for some universities, so I will be uh, paying attention to cash flow now, starting Have right you now. Stored your nuts away for the winter. Oh, I got nuts, baby, and they are <laughs> sacked away. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Oh yes. Speaking of none of that, our sponsor today is Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like-minded business owners in the members-only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning-fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. 
Not to mention it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Kind of a no-brainer. Okay, let's get to five questions. What do you say? I want a little like a... There we go. Okay, yeah. This is the segue music that we just made up. It's nothing. Uh, This first question comes from James Sowers. And he asks, What's your best advice for getting over imposter syndrome? How would you help someone who is prone to building the landing page, sharing the link in a couple of places, and then moving on to the next thing because they think that their untested product slash idea is crap? I I love this question. Okay. Deeply love this question. Well, then you should kick things off. So what is your best advice to getting over the imposter syndrome? Uh, I, I mean, I, it will never go away. I, I think that it never goes away. I still, and it, and it maybe moves around mm-hmm. into different places, mm-hmm. but... Uh, when I sent it, I, I worked, you know, I built Simple Wealth, this whole tool, and it was like days and days of effort and talking about it, sleepless nights. Yeah. And then you send the link out, and like, not like it's like kind of crickets. It yeah. turns out, like, if it was so easy, like, it would have been done. And uh, you always feel like, I, I never feel like I'm a king, you know? I always feel like the furthest from. Can you. <sighs> This may sound stupid, but like, hmm. how would you describe imposter imposter syndrome to me? Because I, I maybe I'm I'm not really a hundred percent on the term. Who are you to be teaching people about how okay. to make money online? Okay, right. And and the question is like, you're, you're kind of nobody. Who am I to teach personal finance? Sometimes like people come up to me or, or that we we're talking or I don't even know how this happens. And like, oh, like they hear about it and like the size of whatever, like, oh my God, you're famous. And I just feel immensely uncomfortable. I don't yeah. know what to do because I'm just not. Or I've I never felt that way. I couldn't imagine feeling like mm. that way. Do you know how I actually think I have a good way that i get over it hmm. is that i don't i don't do something i don't feel because I, I yeah i don't you actually avoid a lot of negative things yeah i do uh so yeah, from, that's why i have it because i consume <laughs> all that shit well yeah. for money lab specifically i the way i got over because yeah i would never i don't want to teach anybody anything really you know like except you know my friends in this podcast i'm kind of doing that in a, a little bit. But when I first started Money Lab, one of the things that I did not want to do is to teach. I didn't want to say, I didn't want to create a how-to article because I didn't mm. think, I didn't think I, I'm not, I'm not that, I have been doing it for longer than most people, but I never felt, I'm never going to feel qualified enough to be like the expert in anything. But right? I mean, you have created how to things on money lab. I have, like, I, uh, 
No. I'm thinking of the... Uh, oh, the, the uh, podcasting thing, right? I actually wasn't even thinking of that one. Oh. So I guess it was, I was thinking of the Google um, yes, uh, but, tag manager. Okay, but I... So I didn't... So, okay. Yes. I don't know what the title is, but that, that is the content. Google Website Optimizations Experiment. Or the, or the Website Optimization Experiment. So you're saying you you na- you name it in such a way that you don't give your any self, yourself any credit. Well, so instead well, of feeling like an imposter, you just act like one. Well, so no, it's the way that I frame the content is is that mm. I I'm just showing I'm just literally journaling what I just did, mm. like what I did. I would never want to create something that I'm not going to personally use. So that's one thing, right? And. I I am and I don't want to create something that I've not done myself or have or you know and and the way that I get around it not being a teachable thing is by over crediting other people or making it very clear that th- I'm just the curator of this. I didn't I'm not some genius here. Or when I do something, don't write it as gospel, you know, like, "Oh, I I tried this and it worked." I don't know. You, I'm not saying that you should try it or not, but this is what I just did. You know what? Uh, you you help a little bit in that um, it feels all a little less whatever because I'm not the only one doing it, or uh-huh. you know, I could run things by you. M- maybe you just need someone support. Yeah, yeah. That's another. Yeah, I would agree that you need somebody else. It's like, dude, you're good at this. Like, stop, stop. You know. You're giving yourself a hard time. I get it. We all do it. But in the end, like, you should feel good about this. Yeah. So I think, um, you know, emotional support for sure. And I I don't know about, like, so, like, the specific example of uh, someone who, who builds a landing page, shares a link in a couple of places, and then moves on the, to the next thing, I think. Um, I'm assuming that in that sort of um, example that you didn't build the actual thing. You just put the idea out there in a landing mm. page. I don't ever do that. And I know people have, t- people have done that to me before I've gotten, um, you know, uh, somebody, I forget who it was, but like I was building, they SEO. sell the thing and collect the money before it exists. Well, I can't do, I won't do that. I won't well, do same. that. I've not ever. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I just have some sort of thing about it. I don't like it. I don't like it. My brain forces this like order of operations. Like yeah. I can't even. I'm too all consumed with the prior steps. To- right. And I think in the process of building the the product, you become the expert too. So like you know, at that point, you're you at least have something tangible, and you price it right. It makes you feel good to go to sleep at night. And I think I don't. Yeah. I, when I built the, I think it was the SEO for bloggers pay uh, uh, course. Somebody was like, you should put up a landing page and start collecting money for it now. And I'm like, mm. it's going to be done in seven days. I, I'm not going to spend my time building a landing page to build another landing page on top of it. Like, I'm yeah. just not. I'm going to finish the product and then build the final landing page. I guess page. that's the thing. is like the, put the time into the product. Yeah. And then you feel like, yeah, this is worth something. Mm. If, it's, if you're just building a landing page, throwing an idea out there, and you get crickets, yeah, I can see where, where's the motivation, to do it, I, uh, I just rather I rather I am motivated by like building the thing, and even if mm. it's still, I mean, look, I we spent a lot of time building Ernest, and uh, really didn't have that many sales in the beginning, but 
I use Ernest, and so at that point it was worth it for me. Or for for the for the course, it took me seven days to build. So like, and people, if if someone said to, if someone emailed me right now, and I did you know I didn't have the course for sale or for whatever reason, and somebody was like, I I didn't need help with SEO. I'd be like, here's the course. Like here it is. You know. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think you guys. Yeah, I don't know. Does that help? <laughs> I think so. All right. It's a human Uh, thing. Yeah, for sure. So I hope that helps, James. Thank you for your question. Moving on, we're going to Will Gibbons at WGibbonsDesign on Twitter. What advice would you now give to your former self to focus on in the first year of online business? You could start with this one. Yeah? Yeah. I see your eyes lighting up. Content is fucking king. Mm. that's it dude that's everything i would have i've i spent so much time designing the web page putting out like shitty little articles uh focusing more on like the twitter profile than the than the web page itself or the the stuff that i wrote on the site itself i would be like, dude, all you need to do is write the greatest article of all time on pool algae with a video and and use all of your skills to create. And that alone will be worth thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Yes. Over the, I, I was literally going to say the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Like everything is a distraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but wait, Andrew, what about that's a distraction. <laughs> right. Create the the single best thing that could possibly be created yeah. for X, Y, and Z, and then just cr- go forward. Dude, that, it's, that doesn't, look, that, we just used it for content, but that doesn't apply to just content. It applies to, I remember, I think it was Joe, uh, it was on Joe Rogan's show where, you know, I only watched the Elon Musk, did you watch the Elon Musk interview on Joe Rogan? No. I think he said, like, his goal with the Tesla was, like, to build the most, like, desirable fun thing to drive like just to build the greatest like car ever and look at how like how much like they're backed i had just heard the statistic like the model three is backed up for five years they have like five years worth of orders they need to fulfill like if you want you could you couldn't buy a model three right now you'd be waiting five years Hmm. why is this they built the most insane fun unstoppable product i think you can do that with anything and i really believe that uh that thing whatever it is in whatever zone or swim lane will sell itself yeah also you have to extol the virtues of google no that also goes for freelancers Mm. if you over deliver and outperform on your on your service like what your what your ultimate product is which is like your time and like what you're able to do as a as a freelancer you will never have to look for work ever i know like uh like my dad is an insanely good kitchen designer and he's never he doesn't have to sell he doesn't have to sell anymore cuz like they just come to him right and when his I've, body of work speaks for itself. Exactly. But you start. You have to start that way. I mean, you're not going to be a, a, a perfect from day one. But, like, man, if you just, like, honed your craft and, like, gave, like, 
any shit about that. Duh, dude, that's the thing. Like, whether it's a contractor or just finding a person mm-hmm. who gives a single fuck yeah. about anything. Like, I mean, the that details. is... Dude, that's even, like, icings, I, I, I feel. To find yeah. someone who cares about the result, wants to do good work for the sake of that, like... If you could just be that, like you will be a top contractor in right. whatever it is you're doing. The word of mouth thing is incredibly powerful. And like I will say I created Asana for bloggers, my first course, my first video course for Money Lab. When I created that, like I gave a shit about the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I obviously picked a topic that like not a lot of people had built a course on and is very specific. That course continues to sell every single month with zero promotion. It's you can't it's hard to even find on my website. Because people ju- and I see it. I go into Facebook all the time and people consistently recommend it to other people. So that's what I would do. Now you just go to moneylab.co and then click on products. Thanks. Thanks for the plug. <laughs> Still hard to find. It's not on the home. It's a backward ha- a backhanded plug. Yeah. So I I just yeah, that's what I would give if I I would be like, dude, the thing like and and make just make make in my case i would be like mm. dude you have to write blog post like the most insanely most entertaining most comprehensive blog you posts know, ever so i i have this friend that i had met through the show super cool dude he's doing woodworking stuff and he started making uh cutting boards and mm-hmm. yada 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 kind of just didn't work out for him and I was talking to him about it. It's just, it's just part of the process. But in and of making this thing that didn't work. Yeah. You know, he gained some skills and whatever and knowledge more about what he wants to do. So, yeah. What's the point? I mean, just do you, the more time you spend in the craft. Oh, okay. The, the better it'll be. The, the more you'll know what works. Right. And your growth will be that much faster. And yeah. if you worry about like, I don't know, the design of your website, you're just procrastinating your your business building. Right. Okay. Yeah. So thank you, Will, for your question. Appreciate that. It's a very, very good one. Fun to answer. Next up is Carl Bush at Carl J. Bush on Twitter. How long do you work on a project before you know it isn't going to work? So this is the whole uh, – well, this isn't the will it fly principle, but um, I I don't know. How long do you work on a project before you know it's not going to work? Well, I think one, and this is maybe uh, the, one of the trappings of being an entrepreneur, is that you are so ridiculously, blindingly optimistic mm. that this thing that is in your head is one, going to become a reality, and two, going to be something that anyone wants to consume in any regard. Yeah. Like that is so ridiculous that almost no one will resonate with you as a person. Okay. Or, or like I, I feel, yeah, I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Yes. Yes. I, know, I understand what you're saying. Yes. If you work with only entrepreneurs, I know a lot of your friends are, they obviously get it, you know, yep. but that, that is not the case for me. So, mm-hmm. so that, so that is one. And then, when I fall out of love with the project, that's when I know it isn't going to work. And the launch is always dramatic. You know, it always, it never matches what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. But, but that's not what kills it for me. It's when, when I can't see 
what is next, then I know it's done. Right. Uh, man, I don't, you know, this is a tough question because obviously the, the, it's a, you're, you're asking about a length of time, which is going to be variant on the project itself. So like, let's take the, you know, roasty, for example, like the coffee site that I had, how long did I work on that before I knew it wasn't going to work for me? Mm. You know, I knew it was going to work. I know it was working, but it wasn't going to work for me. And it took two years. And and shifting in priority, like so many other variables and distractions came into play of that decision. But ultimately, like I, I think it's being self aware enough to know what it is that you want in life, and go, mm. this is not what I want to do, or like this is not like I know that this is going to be. Here's I here's what I I truly believe that every idea will work. Right. Every, give it enough time. Give it enough. Give it enough time and enough energy and enough passion and all those other th- ingredients. I believe every idea can work. It's just true, because, or at least in my opinion, because I take you know the pet rock as an example. Like somebody took the pet rock and made it into a thing, and you could buy it. Like there's just there's really stupid ideas out there. There's a really stupid ideas, but somehow they work. And you're like, how? And it's like, because somebody, whoever was behind it, like, kind of gave a shit about it, right? Kind of like pushed mm-hmm. it to a degree that you may or may not push it to. And it all, and so I, I don't believe that, you know, I don't like the idea of will it fly? I don't like the idea of sitting down and saying, well, okay, I can think about all these business ideas, but, uh, you know, how do I know if it's going to work? Well, I, I think they'll all work. It's just how who are you and how much effort are you willing to put into this? Because, you know, if I, I believe that everything that I've ever worked on in life would have worked, but I was the reason it didn't. You know what I mean? Mm. My my social network for dogs would have worked. Now, I don't know to what extent. I don't know to what like would I be a billionaire? No, but. You know, would I have been able to make a living off of it? I hundred percent. Had I been that passionate about it and that into the project, somebody else could. You know, do I think my hot tub yoga video would have worked? Yep. Had I gave a shit about it, do I spruce? We did spruce for a long time. I still believe in that. I still think. I still want that to exist. It just wasn't for you. It, like, it wasn't. It, your it didn't thing. work for me personally. Mm. I, I worked on it as much as I could physically handle it. I, I was trying to find it, and I couldn't, but uh, Noah Kagan yeah. had, had tweeted or Instagrammed or something this thing, and it was like a response to, like, how do you become a millionaire and like, with a successful business? Yeah. And he's like, easy. Work on something for 10 years, done. Right. You know? And want to become that, Right. right. I and think, that's the thing is like, what could you put 10 years into like hot tub yoga and being the, right. like, if that was something that you could do for 10 years, like you would have killed it. Yeah. Right. And I, I think too, like that is such a hard, I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. I think it was like, everyone wants the quick solution in every single part of life, even myself. Right. We all want to make money as very as fast as possible. We all want to lose weight as fast as possible. We all want bigger 
whatever as fast as possible, right? Uh, maybe that the last one doesn't really work, but <laughs> I was uh, I was like bigger bigger <laughs> what? Yeah, you're yeah. gonna work on that for ten years. Uh, but everyone wants it very quickly, <laughs> and it's really hard to like think in the long term about anything. And when you do, you realize, okay, like I can make a, I can make this work. And I'll give you the example I was telling my dad yesterday. We're talking about musicians and how a lot of musicians will, you know, they make, they'll make an album, they'll make some singles or whatever, and they're waiting for the instant success that, like, mm. they're waiting for to be, you know, it to be like picked up, to be picked up and like sent into the stratosphere. You know, authors on on Amazon are waiting for the day when Amazon just shoots them up to number one somehow, and they're like selling a billion books. I, you know, I think that those things because you know, here's the, the the truth of that is that those things happen in life, right? We hear those stories, those hockey stick moments happens to people even in the online space. We have friends who have had those moments. And it's very frustrating because it's like, wow, I worked at this thing for four years, but yet this guy's doing way better than me and he's only been doing it for one year. What happened? Oh, luck happened, right? That's a cop out. I, I, well, what do you mean? I'm not trying, I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. No, no, I'm saying like saying it's luck is a cop out. I, no, I'm, it's, it could be. It doesn't. It doesn't always equate to that. No, I. I. Yeah, you're right to clarify that. Um, but my point is, is like, you. Why not both? Right? Why not? You know, you want to be a musician. You want to be famous. You want to be a famous musician. Mm-hmm. What is it going to take for you to do that? But you have to make a living. So you should be building your own audience, while at the same time producing um, music that is absolutely awesome as best to your ability or what you do. And then also, you know, equal odds rule. Like one day somebody's going to come and maybe mm. discover you and send you into the stratosphere. But until that day happens, if you're just going to sit around and wait for that, you'll be broke forever. Like the chances, it's still low if you go out and build sure. your audience, but at least it's better. At least you have putting- an audience and you, have, you, can make, you can make a living from them. And, you know, like one of the biggest bands in the world and obviously the huge things are the most cliche, whatever. But the Beatles were doing how many shows a night, like for free, uh, wallowing in unknown whatever up and until. Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bands like I, I think I heard a story about No Doubt that they were they were like an actively touring band for 10 years before we ever heard wow. No Doubt. <laughs> you know, it's like. Meanwhile, c- like blockbuster success to the yeah. max. But do ten years before, and, and that's and that's comedians too. Ten years, it's like they usually say, like you got to start, you got to tour for ten years before you get picked up as a sitcom or whatever. Hmm. So, uh, how long do you work on a project before you know it's going to work? I, I think it's really about yourself, and you'll know because you don't want to do it anymore. Hmm. And then if you don't want to, even if you have that moment where you're like, I hate this, I don't want to do this. Doesn't matter how hard you push it; it'll never work. And there'll be some feedback that happens along the way that will help guide you. Yeah. So thank you, Carl, for your question. At Carl J. Bush, thank you so much. Uh, We're moving on to Emily Burke, who asked this question. 
this is specifically to me. I know Emily. Mm. Uh, when you sold Roasty, I imagine you scaled down the work with the freelancers on your team. I know they're freelancers, not employees, but did you have any qualms about this being their livelihood? Is that something that crossed your mind at all? And the, I mean, the answer to that is a hundred percent. Like it, it, yes. It kind of hurts. It's hard. I, 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 uh, it hurts and I, I, um, I will say that I kind of tend to – I don't want anyone to um, lose their livelihood based on my decisions. That scares me as a person. Like I, I People who are dependent on me, I will self-sacrifice before I do something to them unless, you know, obviously there's a difference between – firing somebody for not doing a good job and selling a, a website, right? Right. Hmm. Or like, or, you know, that we're downsizing the company because we literally cannot afford to pay you. It's, it's like, it's, it hurts to do that. But I, I will say that like one, um, I give when I do any of this. So, um, I've, you know, I've, I've downsized our company. Um, so just, so let's just take Roasty as the example she gave. I sold Roasty. So yes, uh, we don't need to create content on there anymore, but I knew I was selling Roasty for three months before I sold it. And so I gave, I think, I don't know the exact amount of months, but I gave months notice that it, it wasn't just like one day that, that income is gone. For that freelancer, I'm like, hey, in two months, we're not. This work's going to be gone, and that gives the freelancers enough time to replace that income by doing what they do. They're freelancers; they find another source of, of revenue for themselves. Uh, recently, I've decided to downgrade the amount of content we're going to produce on our current website on Swim University, and I'm getting. You know, we I've I've decided to let go of my writers, my freelance writers. They had two months of advance notice, and I am helping them replace that income by introducing them to people who need writers. So yes, it is something that absolutely crosses my mind. It is something I do have qualms about their livelihood. That's it. I mean, I, yeah, hundred percent. I don't. They, I know they're just freelancers, but that's not. They're people first, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's my answer to that. Do you feel the same way? Or do you just like <laughs> um, guillotine? I, like it. it uh, I I probably tend to when I when I know that somebody is not working out. Yeah. Um, and it's usually. For me, it's been a performance thing. Yes. I usually uh, keep kicking the can down the road. Uh-huh. It, so, it just sucks. So do I. Um, and uh, have you ever have you ever uh, watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? I love it. So he came up with this word called foist. Foist? <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. 
That yeah. tends to be my approach. Oh, uh, with the the one he has as the assistant. I think it's Carrie un, uh, Carrie Brownstein from uh, Portlandia. I think she's the yeah. one that they keep foisted. They foist it on other people, right? They, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he, like, he's like, oh, you should hire my assistant. She's really good, right? Is that the <laughs> yeah? Um, no, for for that, I feel I, responsible for like finding income replacement. Yeah, I, I, I do too, and I also just give them ample time. I will mm-hmm. never just say, uh, I will never just let someone go as in, like instantly. I, I try not to, at least. I will at least try to say, like you know, at least, hey, you know, two weeks or a month. I mean, it's usually a month or more. Um, but for you know, especially if it's not um, uh, a problem. You know, if it's like, oh, I'm making a decision that we are going to produce less, not your fault for, mm. you know, you've been doing fine. Yes, I, I feel more um, I feel more of a responsibility to make sure that they have at least I do my part to, like, make sure they have their income replaced, whether that's giving them ample time to find new work or literally introducing them to other people. And even when freelancers work for me, even when they're on my team, I will still actively like promote them so i have a graphic designer who's been with me for i'll say close to four years now and whenever someone asks me about do you know any graphics i I send it right to him you know i ask him first i say hey do you can you take any any more work because i have this person asking i'll introduce you and he says absolutely and so i do that so i've continued to like push people to the even the people that I hire currently and even the people that are closer to full time too if that if that's what they want but I'll ask them first so yeah that that's I mean I think that that's kind of how I feel about that so I don't know if you have anything else to add to that question I think that's that's yeah yeah so thank you Emily for your question appreciate it and then the last question we have is from Paul Salt I believe it's how you say his last name I'm not sure it's right um, simple question how do you time block your days all right, you're looking at me. Yeah, I am. Ch- should I answer first? Yes. So, um, I have a, I have a few rules, which is nothing before ten, unless it absolutely has to happen. Same. I have the same um, rule. Really? Okay. Because yeah. I my mornings need to be mine, and just I need to get my head in the game, and I I try my hardest i try even harder than the mornings i would sooner rather take a call at 8 a.m than a call in the middle of the day that destroys my productivity yeah like just even if it's like a 10 minute call it just because it's the worst i like to prep blah 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 yeah so other than that um i go into every day knowing three things that i want to accomplish Uh and i leave it open to me and and what to, to try and do that um but how do you time block those three things? So, so I don't. Um, okay. I think uh, I might know the night before what I want to start on, but depending on the emails I read before ten or whatever, I, I just go with what I, f- I feel like I'm going to get the most out of, or what I really want to do the most. Are those three things the same project? No, I mean sometimes they may be. Okay. Um, oftentimes I try and. Uh, have one of something in there. So I'm just making, like, Listen Money Matters lately hasn't been getting as much love because I've been building Lasso. and so, mm-hmm. But I try and do something for it every day just so that, you yeah. know. My boss told me uh, a while back that he's like, as long as you do something 
um, that helps the company grow every single day, then you've done something today. Hmm. Even if it's something small. So like he never really cared about the amount of hours we put into something. He cared about if we did, if we did the one thing that, you know, helped the company move the needle in some way. Hard to measure. Yeah. Hard to measure. But yeah. So, uh, I time block my week. <laughs> I don't time block my day. Go on. I like, don't, what do you mean by that? Basically, like, I don't want to have to do multiple things in a single day. Mm. Um, because switching between tasks is... It depends. So, like, um, I'll give you an example. Like, if I'll wake up, like, I'll have my, you know, I'll, I'll like... Every Tuesday and Thursday this whole month, I knew I knew what I had to do when I woke up, which was this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. If I only do that, my day is done. I'm done. If we finish at 2 o'clock, well, we're going to finish, what, like 4 o'clock today or something? I'm done. I'm not doing anything else. Normally because I'm tired because I've been talking <laughs> to you for like seven hours. But there have been days where I'm done doing our podcast or we were only able to do a certain number of podcasts. And so it's pretty early in the day. And then I'll just kind of like either sit here and do some like rando work. I'll go into a sauna and like look at like what things I could do. Maybe there's like, you know, I have to do a little journaling here. I have to do, uh, you know, it's just like I look at my tasks. Like I look at, look at my tasks today. Like I have to water the plants. I have to update the content sheet with new Pinterest pins. I have to categorize expenses in QuickBooks. I have to do you know post some stuff on social media. I got to take out the trash. Like there's there's things like I need to I need to do today. And it's like I will probably do those if I feel like I could. But other than that, like I've accomplished what I was supposed to do that day, and that's mm. it. Uh, sometimes those uh, those things that I need to do take forever and take multiple days, and sometimes they take an hour or two, and then it's like, well, I need to fill the rest of my time, and I just sort of pick from a list to kind of just fill the gaps if I feel up for it. So I don't time block my day. I don't go like before lunch I'm going to do this, and then after lunch I'm going to do that, and then right, you know, I don't I I I kind of figure it out as I do it. If that makes sense. Yeah, I just feel like it's too rigid. Yeah. Like I, I have to, you have to go where your your energy takes you. Exactly. So, so I don't know if you have anything else you want to add to that. That's all. But yeah, so Paul, thank you very much for your question. Uh, and that's five questions. That's Woo. all five. So I want to thank also uh, Stephen, and I believe it's at s lovelace via Twitter for my. Uh, for my my middle name today, which is uh, doesn't know his ass from his elbows. True story. Which I don't necessarily <laughs> think I understand. Like I'm I'm so stupid, right? That I don't know what my ass or elbows are. Well, like, when you say like that, you make me feel really <laughs> bad, <laughs> right? And you're not stupid, Matt. But what is? But is that what it means? That's kind of what it is, right? Okay. It's a figure of speech to say that. Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, I it was fine. I thought I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> maybe I don't know. Steven, I'm sure you weren't being malicious, but maybe like I posted it. You were just like some random person. I don't know. Uh, but thank you for the, middle, for the middle name. I appreciate it. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to talk about on future episodes of this show, please email me, matt at moneylab.co. Remember, it's .co, people. Uh, I'm trying to get to .com, but motherfucker wants a lot of money. So How much does he want? 70K. 70? 70K. Wow. You know, Google Chrome is working on a change that will make uh, that'll make that obsolete. I know. Yeah, 
I know. You should, you should take your money. Yeah. Uh, also, feel free to send me new middle name suggestions while you send me some emails. I want to try new ones out every single episode. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Spotify, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. And when you do, leave a review, if you don't mind. Reviews apparently help more people to find the show. It's called Social Proof. Uh, if you really like this show, tell your friends about it. Point them to your favorite episodes. And we can all hope they'll become a subscriber as well. So uh, thank you, Andrew, for doing another episode of Money Lab, for taking the time out to answer five questions, for wearing a white T-shirt. <laughs> it, it accentuates my nips. Okay. I knew it was, was going to – I knew it was for that, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> But I appreciate it. Matt, Matt, eyes up here. Oh, sorry. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. That's it. Bye. Please tell your friends about this show. (laughs) 